0: we're gonna learn about who Holy Spirit is so I'm going to do a lot of teaching today Um, just break it down and talk because I I don't think we understand a lot of times who Holy Spirit is Um, you know Yoda Yoda said use the force right and then Luke said all right I'll give it a try and he's like no no try not do or do not no try you know there there is there is there is that so there is no try he said so I, I love that. But the thing is, is we look at Holy Spirit like he's just some mystical force. He's just something out there. But but we're going to we're going gonna, to talk to you today about who Holy Spirit is and and break it down for you and help you understand. Because I really feel like even in the church, Holy Spirit is ignored as a person, you know, and I'm not I'm not talking about um, tongues and gifts, all that stuff. I'll talk about that maybe ne- next week. We're gonna, I'm going to have a service and talk about that a little bit more and help you understand all about that, because I think there's misconceptions about that as well. But today, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit as a person. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You know, because I, I would watch, growing up, I would watch people talk about the Holy Spirit, and I would see the Holy Spirit in churches, and I would think, I thought he was some weirdo. You know, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't think of him as a person, as a teenager, a young teenager. I didn't think about him that way. Um, and uh, so, it, it was, you know, and we, we come to church and, and get our spiritual fix on, and on Sundays, and then by Tuesday or Wednesday, we're bone dry. And then we struggle through the rest of the week wondering, man, why, why can't I make it until Sunday? And the missing component is is because you're not, you don't have a relationship with Holy Spirit like you do God the Father and God the Son. You know, and so um, you don't have to settle for a mediocre life or, or have to try hard to be a good Christian. You know, because Jesus left us, God gave us a, a continual power source that from Sunday to Sunday we can have that will constantly be with us he's he's a best friend he's a he's a, a trail guide um, he's a direct link to God the Father and he, he never intended us to try to have to make it on our own efforts from Tuesday or Wednesday till Sunday until we get back to church um, he, he he wants to live intimately in our lives in more than just one way um, God God's gift to sinners was Jesus God's gift to sinners was Jesus, but God's gift to believers is Holy Spirit, and so I'll, sh- I'll share this with you and I hope you understand it, because the word spirit is, is used more than 800 times in scripture, um, and, and there's two words, there's a, a, a Hebrew and a Greek word, and it's trans- both of them are translated into English as spirit, now, you know, I don't know, I'm not a, I am not don't come up here and preach a whole bunch of Hebrew and Greek stuff, but I want you to kind of understand where it's coming from, the Hebrew word for, for spirit um, is, is ruach, ruach. Kinda of sound like I got a lo- something I'm, I'm a you in my throat, don't Ruach. But it's a violent exhalation, or a breath, or, a, or a, str- a blast of breath, or a strong wind. Ruach. And we hear that we hear that at the, in the beginning of the, the very beginning of the Bible, in Genesis one and two. In what's Genesis one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right now, what verse two says: the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. Here it is, verse two, right here. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. So that's the Spirit of God. When you hear the Spirit of God, it's talking about Holy Spirit. It's not talking about God. It's talking about the Spirit of God. That Spirit of God is Holy Spirit. You know, okay, well, you got, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of God was hovering. Well, where's Jesus? Well, you got to read the whole Bible to understand things sometimes. So when you go to John, chapter 1 and 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, so the Word, what is the Word? The Word is Jesus. Jesus is considered, the they, they, um, Scripture t- says that Jesus is the Word. Okay, so He is the Word of God. So you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, because in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning, just like in the beginning God created, in the beginning um, was the Word and the words with God, and the Word was God. Now, in the New Testament, there's a different word for it, because it's not, Greek, it's not Hebrew, it's Greek, and it's pneuma, right? Um, so uh, that means a breath of wind or a strong current of air or a breeze. So you got Ruach and Numa. Um, they're both referring to the, uh, to the Holy Spirit uh, as a spiritual friend who comes alongside us and empowers us. Empowers us. John 6, 6 and 63 says in the New Testament, it says, The Spirit, Numa, or breath, gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit, breath, or life. Um, and they are life. So it's, it's basically saying that the Spirit that gives life. So Holy Spirit gives us, His breath in us gives us life. Okay? Um, and our flesh accounts for nothing. It's, it's the Holy Spirit that is in us that gives us that life. So every time you read Scripture in the Bible, I mean, the word Spirit in the Bible, then you know that it means breath. So anytime you see Spirit, you can say breath or what have you. Because um, he, he has breathed breath into us. Holy Spirit is not a force of to be harnessed. It's not like the, the, the Force on Star Wars. It's to, something totally different. Um, the Holy Spirit is more of a ref, is, is, is more than just a refreshing. It's more than an emotion. It's more than an experience. Holy Spirit is a person. So, so we don't call them, you know, it's not like saying it's these. It's, 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 it's God the Father. You have God, God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. And He wants to grow with us. He is, he is the only one with us. Now, here's where I'm telling you that a lot of Christians miss out. God is in heaven, okay? He's in heaven. When Jesus left this earth, he says, I've got to go away, but I'm going to leave somebody with the comforter with me. We'll get into that in a minute. So Jesus is today not living in your heart. He is at the right hand of the Father. He lives in your heart through Holy Spirit, okay? Holy Spirit is left here on earth. Holy Spirit is with us. He's our helper. He's here with us every single day. He's, our, he's the one, our guide our connection, our direct link, our upload, right? So so but but so often we only focus on God the Father and God the Son. There's a whole third person of the Trinity that we're just ignoring. And and all through the Bible it talks about it, about him. You know, and so if you don't see Holy Spirit as a person, you're going to miss out on a relationship with him and miss out on the one person that is here on earth, living inside you, breathing inside you. But Jesus, I thought Jesus lives in my heart. He does through the Holy Spirit. Okay? I thought God is with us. He is with us through the Holy Spirit. See, we we see the presence of God, and we see the presence of Holy Spirit all through God's Word, from the very beginning to the very end. But we skip across it like it's nothing. Because so many times you'll hear about God or Jesus, but then you'll hear by the Spirit, through the Spirit, of the Spirit, or in the Spirit. All that is saying that everything I just told you happens through the Holy Spirit. See, I mean, we, we, it, and once you realize that, then you can start really understanding God better and you can start praying. There's nothing wrong with praying to God. There's nothing wrong with praying to, um, to Jesus because that's what we need to do. We're supposed to do that, right? But I'm just saying we need to have a relationship with the with Holy Spirit and pray to Him too. Because when you need help, you need to pray to the Holy Spirit because He's a helper. We, and we'll get into that in just a second. John 14, 16 through 18. And I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate. This is what Jesus said. I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate, another advocate. I'm an advocate. Jesus was an advocate, not me. Jesus was an advocate, so he was a comforter. He was an advocate. He he went before the Father for it. so I'll give you another advocate. Jesus is a person. I'm going to give you another person, okay? And he will give you another advocate, and he will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads in all truth. All truth is going to come through the Holy Spirit. The, the um, The world cannot receive him because they're not looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives in you now, lives with you now, and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. That word advocate is Greek for paraclete. And paraclete just simply means comforter. So so he, when he says, I'm going to send you another comforter, another word for, the, for, for advocate or comforter is, is counselor. So you know, Jesus is our counselor, but Holy Spirit is our counselor as well. He counsels us. He's just like Jesus. Now, it, but instead of looking at this comforter, this counselor, as a person, we look, at it, we look at him for show. Oh, that's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Spirit. And it's all show. It's, not, it's not, not a person. We're not looking at it as a person. We're looking at it as a feeling or an emotion or how we react to something. Now, you ever, went to your, you ever went to your grandma's house, especially some of you old, the older people in the, in the house, if you're, if, you're, if you're probably maybe 30 or more or maybe 40 or more, you, you go to grandma's house, grandma on her bed has a, has a comforter. It's time to go to bed. No, no, I, I, you don't use that comforter. Don't touch that. She takes it and rolls it down to the end of the bed. That's just for show, honey. Okay, right? Okay, that's what we use Holy Spirit for, just for show. He's our comforter. We could use him. But we use him just for show. I got the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? He's not for show. Now, and I'll talk to you next week about things like that. I talked about, you know, because there's a lot of misconceptions and stuff that, that the Holy Spirit gets blamed for. It's not, a lot of things are not Holy Spirit. It's people's reaction to the Holy Spirit when he touches them. You put your finger in a socket. Some people may say, ouch. And some people might, some people might go, oh, glory. You know what I'm saying? So it's just how you respond to it. We'll talk about that next week. But, um, um, but so, so you got to understand it's not just for looks scripture says in um, John 16, 5 through 15 but I must go away to him who has sent me and none of you ask me where are you going but because I have seen, said these things to you sorrow has filled your heart no, um, nevertheless I will tell you the truth it is to your advantage that I go away wow Wait, Jesus, you're here with me, man. But it's to your advantage that I go away. Because, see, if, I, if I'm here, I can only be in this room, you know, at him as a human. But when he goes away, he's got the, the comforter that comes is with everyone. He's, because Holy Spirit is omniscient, omnipresent, and, and, uh, and, uh, and omnipotent as well. Nevertheless, um, it's to your advantage I go away. If I go away, the helper, helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. Convict, not condemn. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of coming judgment of sin. Because they do not believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you see me no more. The whole reason that we have righteousness, that scripture is so important. The only reason we have righteousness available to us is because Christ did leave and go to the Father. Because I go to the Father, and you see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of the world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I love that. Man, I could tell you so much, just blow your mind, he's saying. He will, uh, Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. For he will not speak only in his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. For he will tell you things to come, the future. He will glorify me, so Holy Spirit always glorifies Jesus. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So so Jesus is with me because Jesus tells Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit tells you. All things that the Father has are mine. Jesus. So all things that the Father has are mine. Jesus is saying. So everything God has I have. Therefore I said that he will take he will take of mine what I declare to you. So what he's saying is they're all three one, right? So whatever God has is his and he's passing on the Holy Spirit. If you read John 14 through 16, those three chapters, um, Holy Spirit is referred to many, about 19 times. He testifies, He leads, He speaks, He commands, He guides, He appoints, He intercedes, and He is grieved. He is a person, just like God the Father and God the Son are. Okay, so who is He? Number one, He is my Helper. John 16, 7. I'm going to go back and repeat a little bit of what I just said at times far as scriptures go. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is, on, it is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come, but I will go to you and send him to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. He is not an energy or a force or a power. He's a personality. He empowers us. He cares for us. He loves us. He, he, he cares. He, Even during our toughest times, He is there. He brings shalom to us. You hear me often say shalom, the perfect peace, that perfect peace and serenity. Um, Then that that right there is the perfect peace that the Holy Spirit brings to us. Yes, it comes from God. God is love. God gives us all that. But it comes through Holy Spirit. Some of y'all might know the name Raymond Culpepper. He said, in truth, the Holy Spirit is the presence of Jesus in the believer's life. Personally present at all times and all circumstances. So Jesus is in our life through the Holy Spirit. So how many times have you walked in here, and, you, and I preach, and you're like, Pastor Doug, you've been reading my book. You've been stalking my Facebook page. Somebody's told you some stuff about me, have not they? Right? I hear that all the time. But that's not. I have no clue. I'm up here preaching, and the Holy Spirit speaks through me. And when he speaks through me, the Holy Spirit in me connect with the Holy Spirit in you, which are the Holy, they're both the same Holy Spirit okay, because he's omnipresent, he can be everywhere, and it says, hey, that's, that's for you, and then you, you concur with what Holy Spirit gave me, but I didn't know it, but he spoke it through me, so you could hear it, so you could know that he cares, okay, so um, the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin in our life. Um, Mark, Mark Shriver says the Holy Spirit convicts the unbelievers of sin and convinces the believer that they are in right standing with God or righteousness with God. And that the Holy Spirit connects us together. And so I don't know, I, I'm there, I, I told you before, and, and we've got a lot of new people, I, I'm never going to stand up here and preach about you. That would not h- help the other, other 75 to 85, 90 people in the room. I'm not ever going to get up here and grandstand and preach to one person in here if I know something about you for whatever. So i never think, you're talking about, them. no I'm not, because I, don't, I, I, I have responsibility for everybody in here. Now, I may preach about something that affects everybody that has to do with you, but I'm not calling you out. If I did that, I'd call you in my office. Okay? So just know that. I don't want anybody to ever think that when I'm up here, especially if I know something about you, that I'm trying to make a point about you because I'm not. But when we feel powerless or tired or we're failing at life, we have confidence as a believer that we're not alone. Because Holy Spirit sustains us. He energizes us. He keeps us on the holy path. And, and, and so don't ever hesitate to invite Holy Spirit into your life. Benny Hinn preached a, had, a, had a book called Good Morning Holy Spirit. And it's, it's a beautiful book. Beautiful. Now, you may have questions about, about his his. His, um, you know, campaigns and his, you know, his conferences and stuff. You know, but I've been to a couple of them and I have seen people really healed. Okay, now I know there's always some weird stuff and some stuff goes on. But I have seen people healed. But I'm not talking about his conferences or his crusades. I'm talking about that book, Good Morning Holy Spirit. It's amazing. And he says, he says, you need to wake up every morning and say, Good Morning Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's here with us. Amen. He's here with us. He's our helper. We, 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 we ignore him. And when you ignore Holy Spirit, you're ignoring your help. It's like, it's like you maybe if you are helping somebody, you know, you're, you're having somebody that, that's, that you're a, a, a nurse that's in a, a nurse at home, and she's helping an elderly, and she's sitting in the room, and they're trying to get up out of the bed themselves. Hello, I'm right here. What, what was happening? They were ignoring the help. Okay, and we're praying to God and Jesus, and that's fine, there's nothing wrong with that, but we got to pray it through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says, you know what, hey, I'm right here. Pray to me, I want to help you. Because he does his work. From the God the Father and God the Son. Okay, number two, He is my friend. And He's not weird. And He doesn't make us weird. People have made Holy Spirit weird. Okay? 2 Corinthians 13 and 14. The amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, and the, the amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate, Friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So, the grace of Jesus, the love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. That word, intimate, is the word konania. That's not kona ice where you get your shade ice and snow cones from. Okay? Konania. Actually, that word is talking about the utmost intimacy. It's talking about, that word konania is talking about the intimacy that you have when you have sex. Okay? I'm not talking about thrills and chills, I'm talking about the intimacy, the intimacy, that, that oneness that you have when, whenever you're, 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 you're having relations with, with your spouse, okay, so it's the intimacy, that, that closeness, that oneness, it's not weird, and when it's saying, it's not saying you and the Holy Spirit, it's not nothing like that, it's talking about the intimacy, the closeness, the oneness that you have, okay, um, and so he's my friend, and he's not weird, and he doesn't make you weird, now, you know, it's just, uh, the, the uh, studies show that one in three people are weird. So, look, on your left and the right, one of y'all are weird. No, I'm playing. That's, that's, that's fake news. That's not true. But there, there's something mysterious about the Holy Spirit. There's something mysterious about the Holy Spirit, and, and we can't wrap our mind around it sometimes. But anything we can't understand, we label weird. If we don't understand it, and it's in Christ, it's in the Bible, we don't understand it, and it's weird that's why so many people don't understand the Holy Spirit because I mean, they think it's weird and other denominations think it's weird and all this kind of stuff because they don't understand it. I wish I could sit down with every one of them and try to explain who he really is and explain the gift so they don't realize it, they don't think it's so weird. But just like anything else, you know, it's just like if, you know, if you've ever known an intercessor. Intercessors are weird, people think. But the thing is, is they're not weird. You just don't understand them. They are walking in places that you don't even understand. They are deep in the spirit. They they walk in a place spiritually that most people, most Christians don't understand because they're there. And so when it happens, you're doing something that I don't understand, then you're weird. Okay? That's true, right? Okay, so I'm spirit-filled, not spirit-weird. Okay? You know, and that's what's so good about us being a non-denominational church. You know, we are able to talk about the whole Bible, not just the Holy Spirit. You know, not just, you know, salvation in the Word. You know, Baptists are really good at Word people. And Pentecostals are really good about the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and Methodists are about the reef at Christmas and and understanding all that. And Catholics are real good on communion, you know. And what's so good about non-denominations? We could talk about all of it. All right? I love it. So, number three, He is my teacher. He's my teacher. Holy Spirit is described as not merely as a voice of God's teaching, but a teacher in, in His own Right? Not only does He teach what Jesus and the Father says, He teaches us Himself. John 14, 26. The Holy Spirit, um, um, whom the Father will send in my name, will, will teach you. He will teach you all things. You ever been, had a bit of situation that a, a scripture popped in your head? You're talk, talking to somebody about Christ, or you're trying to do, and a, whole, a scripture will pop in your head? That's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit gave you that. It wasn't Jesus, the Holy Spirit gave Okay, he's a teacher. Hey, you're you're taking a test here. Here's the scripture you need to learn. And that's why it's so important to learn scriptures so the Holy Spirit can bring back to our remembrance, right? So he's helping us remember what we were taught. John 16, 13 through 15. When the Spirit of truth comes, Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will guide you in all truth. If you want to know the truth, pray to the Holy Spirit. He will not speak of his own, but will tell tell what he's heard. Um, He will tell you about the future Um, And he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me and all that belongs to the father is mine That's what I said. The spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me The spirit is not treated like a force or influence or an activity of a person But as a person in his own right in his own mind in his own personality From the father and the son and teaching him bearing witness to men number four Here's something you don't hear a lot about We talk about it, but we don't understand where it comes from. He is my sanctifier you don't hear a lot about sanctification anymore. 1 Corinthians 16 and 11, But I thought God and Jesus. I thought I was sanctified in Christ. Yeah, okay, listen. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of Jesus and by the Spirit of God. See how, if you start reading the Bible, you start really reading the Bible, studying the Bible, you'll start realizing whoa, that wasn't really what I thought, right? And so we get our sanctification by the Holy Spirit. Sanctified means to be set apart. Okay, so how do you get, I think you get sanctified once, and then after that it's a daily thing. Let me explain. When you get saved, your your heart is saved. I give my heart to Jesus. I'm saved in my heart. But your mind is still like, oh boy, it's a weekend, let's party, let's go out, let's do do our do, let's do what we do, right? But your heart's like, no, but we're saved. The, The mind's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Why does the mind say, I don't know what you're talking about? Because your mind is not renewed yet. That's why scripture says, you know, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You renew your mind so your mind and your heart can come together and understand what's really happening. And then you're sanctified. Once your mind says, oh, I gave my heart to Jesus. My mind is a Jesus. My mind, I have the mind of Christ. At that point, you're saying, my old man's passed away. I still struggle with sin, but I'm not, I'm not purposely in sin, walking in sin. I'm saved now. I'm trying to do right. I'm making a, a, a one-time, t- a, 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 this, today I'm making this decision. I'm going to not live in sin no more. I'm going to live for Christ, right? That's being sanctified. And then after that, because we always sin, and all have sinned and full short of the glory of God, we have to constantly, on a daily basis, sanctify our mind and renew our mind. Amen. So it's an important process for a believer to know this is a, a daily process as well. Yes, it is a one-time thing that you get sanctified, and then you sanctify yourself daily, as Paul said. Number five, he is my God. He is God. He's not just a person. He's God. If I said, who is the Father God? Oh, yes, he's God. He's God. Is the Son God? Yes, God the Father, God the Son, yes. Hol- is the Holy Spirit God? Well I, well, I never thought about that. <laughs> no. He is God, just as much as God the Father, God the Son. He's not a little stepbrother. Okay? We believe in one God eternally existing in three persons. Namely the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How does that work? I don't have time to deal in it right now, but the Trinity, God the Father, God, the Son, Holy Spirit, is like water. You have ice, liquid, and steam. Ice is water. That helps you keep your sweet tea cold, right? Right, God the Father. Okay, and then, so then liquid. Liquid hydrates you. You drink water. Steam helps you lose weight in the steam room, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? But they're all three. You don't, you don't know, that. that don't work, does it? It just, it just makes me hot and sweat. I don't really lose, lose nothing. You know, but, and the steam, so steam, you know, and it comes out of, of, of the pot of, when you're, steam, when you're, when you're boiling water, steam comes out, right? And so if you put, if you just, this is kind of cool, if you put ice, a whole bunch of ice in a kettle pot, this is the first time this is kind to my mind. If you put a whole lot of ice in the kettle pot and you turn the heat on, what happens? That ice turns into water and then turns into steam. They're all water. Okay? Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're all God. But they're all three different things that do three, and do their three different things. Also government, the government. you got the legislative branch, the judicial branch, and executive branch. They're all three government. They're all, they're all three liars. Right? But, but, all, but all of the Spirit is in truth. And that's not a political statement. That's just across the board. <laughs> no matter where you stand. They all lie. Okay, so um, number six, he imparts love. Romans 5, 3 through 5. We can rejoice, too, that we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. So it's good when we have trials. They help us learn how to endure. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confidence and hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. Now listen to this: we know God is love, and we know how He loves us. But how are we loved? Because God, He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill us, fill our hearts with His love. So how do we feel His love? We feel the love of God because Holy Spirit fills our hearts with His love. Okay, and I love. I love. Come. Um. <laughs> he, was, he was over there a lot of times, and I'm like, oh, he's, he's gone. Holy Spirit then took him. <laughs> he's untranslated. <laughs> Whew, he's gone somewhere. I thought a rapture took place because I know Nick's going. So, but I, I, I love these the three scriptures right here. How, uh, how holy, all three of them are in the same place at the same time in scripture. John 14:26. But when the Father, the fa- God the Father, sends the advocate as my representative that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and remind you of everything that I, Jesus, have told you. All three of them right there. John 15, 26. But I will send you an advocate. Jesus said, I will send you an advocate. Um, the Spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit. And he will come to you from the Father, the Father, and will testify about me, Jesus. Luke three twenty two. And the holy spirit came down and, and, um, in bodily form to send us as a dove so the holy spirit came down as a dove he's physically there okay and a voice from heaven god the father said you are my my beloved or dear loved son right that was the vo- that was jesus i mean that was god the father that said that so the holy spirit comes out like a dove god says you're my beloved son whom you bring me great joy and they're baptizing jesus so all three god's voice the dove and Jesus are all right there together. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? And we can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We need to quit ignoring Him. If you don't see Him as a person, you'll never do that. So many times in, in this Word, Holy, Holy Spirit's like Uber. He brings the love from Jesus. He brings the Word. He brings it. He come brings it to you. He's an Uber God, right? Right? So, Billy Graham says something that's beautiful. The Holy Spirit illuminates the minds of people and makes us yearn for God and takes spiritual truth and makes it understandable to us. How do you understand Scripture? You can't, unless you have Holy Spirit as a relationship with Him through accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. Then you can understand Scripture. Holy Spirit helps you understand Scripture. That's who helps you. You got to read scripture for Holy Spirit to, refer, to release Himself to you. So I want to pray today that everybody in here would really actively seek Holy Spirit as a person and begin to talk to Him as well. You talk to God, you talk to us, but talk to the helper. When you need help, pray to the, the part of God that you need. You need help understanding stuff. God, Holy Spirit, I don't understand. And know that He's not weird. and doesn't make you weird. Next week, we'll talk about Holy Spirit, the gift, and help you understand that that's not weird either. People just think it is. So we'll do a little bit more teaching next week on that. But I want you to understand the power of Holy Spirit and how God works. And I think that's important. And God just really put it on my heart today to share this with you so you can understand God in His fullness what good you know because if you don't accept Holy Spirit then you don't accept God you may say you, expect, you accept me and my wife but you don't accept my children you don't accept us if you accept me and my children but don't accept my wife then you don't accept me either so you got to accept them all and understand they're all important and they all work together and they're all one right so would you buy your hand and close your eyes First off, obviously I want to ask, does anybody not ever accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And you want to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior today. Say, I want to get saved. I want this love. I want this help. I want this compassion. I want this future. I want to go to heaven. I want to be with Jesus. I want to understand what true love is like. I want to understand what it's like to have somebody that cares for me, that truly loves me for who I am and not for what other people say I am that I want somebody that really, honestly loves me and that I can go to when I need help that'll teach me things and help me understand things is there anybody here at all that say Pastor Doug, I want to receive Christ today I want to try this I want to try it and I want to really receive Christ and ask Him in my heart and I want to see if I can I want to see about this I'm really interested in this and I want to do this anybody at all? well who would say Pastor Doug, I really want to know the Holy Spirit on another deeper level. I know God. I know God the Son. I know Holy Spirit. I'm a Christian. But I want to know Holy Spirit on a deeper level than I do because I didn't realize it was all that. And I want to realize, I want to know Him even more than I do right now. Anybody besides me, I got my hand raised. Yeah, everybody should have their hand up. Because we should all want, because if you don't want to know Him, then you don't want to know God because Holy Spirit is part of God. When you say, I don't want to know more of the Holy Spirit, you're saying, I don't want to know more of you, God to know all of God and all that he stands for Holy Spirit we pray to you today thank you for helping God Holy Spirit help thank you for teaching through me today God Jesus thank you for sending words through the Holy Spirit of truth to teach us today help us know you more I want to know you more I want to know more about you I want to know you, God, in your fullness. And when I'm reading the scripture, Lord, help me to understand who's saying what and and if it's through, by, and in, and of, or what's happening, and help us to know God. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for being the vessel, the the, the Uber, as we jokingly say, to, to bring God's love to my heart. Because we need that so much. Without you being that vessel that brings God's love, we wouldn't feel God's love. Thank you, Holy Spirit love you and we honor you sir we stand in awe of who you are God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit in Jesus name amen and amen amen was that good to you that's good to me amen God bless you have a wonderful day you're a big deal to me and a bigger deal to God find two or three people that you that you want to talk to and build a friendship hey you know what um, a lot of technology and uh, uh, studies say. That someone who knows at least three or four people in the church, they stay long term.